Hello, friends. Welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences, and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business, and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, hi. Okay, so today we are going to be chatting about how to invite more peace into your group program launches, how to invite more peace if you are doing more of an evergreen style launch and filling up your one-on-one practice, if you're a coach, if you're a service provider. We're going to be chatting all about how to bring more peace into that process because when we're in the process of selling out our offers, whether that's a new offer that we're introducing, whether we're trying to book out our business for the first time, can really bring up a lot of activation. It can be a really, um, it can be a real emotional roller coaster. And so I'm really excited to just kind of talk about some of the well-being elements of this from both like the practical, like what are the actual steps that I take externally, and also the internal work that's required to hold this level of well-being while you do something that is vulnerable, that's new, that's scary, that's overwhelming, right? So, and I'm excited to start this conversation almost by like defining what I mean when I say a peaceful launch, because there's just so much Um, a lot of content out there about launching in the online space and it can get really confusing when we're working with different definitions, different terminologies. And so I just want to get on the same page and provide some context here because you know how a lot of people define their terms by going, the dictionary defines this as, right? And so I went ahead and checked out the dictionary and the way that I think about peace does not align, is not compatible with Merriam-Webster's definition, okay? So I think I think the dictionary said peace is the absence of uh, disturbing thoughts or um, the absence of disturbances. When we're talking about launching peacefully, this is not the skill that we're cultivating, okay? I can't promise you a launch that's going to be without hiccups. I can't promise you a business that's going to be without um, some turmoil, right? Without like ups and downs in the contrast and duality. But what I really focus on helping my clients with and what we really tend to like focus our intentions on when we're thinking about launching peacefully, right? We're thinking my clients will use words like chill, um, grounded, spacious, regulated, right? It's more about being like in harmony during your launch, right? Feeling like the different components of your life 
can work in an integrated manner. They're balanced. Your personal life is not on hold because you're in a launch. Your, um, your self-care is not on hold because you're in a launch. Like It's just that feeling of being able to launch in a peaceful way where your inner world is at peace. You're feeling regulated in your nervous system. There's space for you to have a life and be a whole ass human as you launch. And these are all the things that stack and make launching a more sustainable model for you, right? Because if you burn out when you launch, it's not going to be a very sustainable model for you to maintain over time. And so for those of you who have just entered my world in the past year, what you might not know is before I transitioned into coaching full time, I used to be a marketing consultant. And before I even started my business, I worked um, as a marketer and a fundraiser for our nonprofit organizations. And so I really had a lot of time to become an expert in launching. I've had a lot of time to see the behind the scenes of what it takes to launch something, whether that's a new brand, a new website, a new product, a new offer, right? I've just been like really on the technical side of working behind the scenes with a lot of companies and businesses to launch uh, different different initiatives and launch them really well. And so that gave me a lot of perspective on like what's really involved from a practical standpoint. But also one of the things that I've learned by, you know, working with clients one-on-one as a business and also in the coaching work that I do is there's really an important component uh, beyond just the external structures and strategies in place that are required to be able to have a launch that doesn't feel dysregulating, doesn't feel um, doesn't feel so overwhelming and cause you to burn out. And so I want to talk about both of those because it's so important to have both the internal and the external elements on lock in order to achieve this kind of like peaceful, harmonious feeling while launching. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about each category and then um, share with y'all some of my tips here. So we're thinking about the external pieces required to launch with more peace, right? There are two really helpful tools that you can use here. And actually, if y'all are new here, we're doing well-being week next month and we will be going over um, how to build your own self-care toolkit. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. So. With the internal focus in terms of what's required to launch peacefully, right? One of the things that I make almost every single one of my coaching clients do is to create a holistic self-care plan, or I sometimes refer to it as like your well-being toolkit. But this is something that we pre we pre-decide things that are going to support the intentions that you have for your launch. So anytime that I am mapping out a launch strategy with a client, we start off by thinking about what are your intentions and goals for this launch, right? So whether you're trying to book out uh, a new group program, whether you're trying to sell out your one-on-one, right? You might have that as your practical result goal, but you also might have an intention for how you want to feel as you move through it, right? Almost like regardless of the result. So that might be like, I want to be able to feel like I really put everything out there on the table and I really showed up fully for selling selling this offer. It might look like my intention is to um, stay really grounded outside of the business and be able to stay regulated in my family life with my partner and to be emotionally well in that way. Maybe my intention is 
to really lean back this launch. You know, like if you've done a good launch once or twice and now your desire is to like lean back even more and have the same results in a more chill manner, right? Without having to push harder to get more results. Like that might be your intention for your launch. So just knowing what your intention for your launch is, that's when we build a self-care or well-being toolkit to support that. And this is going to sound really simple, but the beauty of building this toolkit, right, is that it takes away a lot of decision fatigue that's involved in a launch. So, so much of what I'm going to be talking about and discussing today is going to be based on the principle that the more things you can decide in advance, aka pre-decide before you're in launch mode, that's going to be your secret weapon to not burning out because when you're in a launch, you're already holding so much space and uncertainty that having to make additional decisions on top in real time can be really activating. And so our entire intention when we're creating like this strategy for your launch is to pre-decide as many elements as possible to reduce that, that overarching decision fatigue that you often face when you're in live launch mode. So that's exactly what the self-care and well-being toolkit is designed for is it's designed to support all those pre-decisions and for you to be able to just pull on the toolkit when you need it during your launch. So if you have never heard of like the self-care toolkit, well-being toolkit terminology, this really includes like a healthy mixture of things that like add in pleasure and joy into your life and also have some sort of vehicle for like releasing the shit that's coming up, okay? I think any good well-being kit includes elements of both. We wanna like call in the good stuff, we wanna purge the bad stuff, okay? And so everyone's self-care toolkit looks really different. Um, but the point is that it's holistic. So it covers like things like what puts you in a really good headspace, what brings fun into your life. And when we're in launch, one of the best things we can do is double down on our self-care outside of the business, outside of work, because we can get really tunnel vision when we're in a live launch mode, when we're actively selling. Our brains really want to use empty space to hyper-focus and tunnel vision on that end result. And so the self-care toolkit really helps us in getting out of that and creating some healthy distraction that supports the energy of detachment, of release around the outcome, and allows us to have that feeling of peace, of balance, of harmony, because we don't feel like everything is being poured into this one singular goal and launch. So it's going to sound counterintuitive to detach a little bit and focus on those things, but it's also going to be what supports sustaining your energy throughout the entire launch window and prevents you from burning out within a single launch. So things in your self-care toolkit might include some form of exercise. I have one client who loves to do tennis lessons and book extra um, tennis lessons. I have some clients who like to do like a traditional workout at the gym. I have some clients who like to go ahead to the beach and like spend some time swimming. I have, you know, basically your self-care toolkit can include a mixture of things that feel good. For me and my self-care toolkit, that might include like more relaxation uh, through appointments. So for me, it's really helpful to have things that are booked on the calendar that get me out of a workspace or I'm accountable to something external. So that might mean booking uh, a spa treatment or a massage. It might mean booking. <laughs> okay, so y'all at my um, Houston home, we have a dog and her name is Sunny. So if she, you're her in the background, we did. It's not that we got a new dog, but, but we're here with Sunny, who's our part-time dog. So 
So in terms of appointments, right, that's another element that you want to include in your self-care toolkit. A couple other things might include therapy sessions, extra coaching sessions, anything that you think keeps you in a really good mental uh, health space. And so you want to add those elements to your toolkit. In terms of things that um, function really well for release, right? For some people that might be exercise. It also might mean having some mindset practices like if you're inventory or having like um, some sort of like dance session, something that's movement based might mean taking walks, right? Anything that helps you kind of get out some of the jitters, the nervous energy, the desperate energy, the things that our mind really loves to stew around, right? Having something in process to help you release some of the ickiness that can up the doubts it might mean having a purge session with someone that you trust right but all of these are elements that we're basically like building into our toolkit and personalizing for you specifically right so you probably have a good idea of what works really well what doesn't work well some clients love affirmations other clients love meditations some clients prefer something that's more body based right so i really invite you to build a toolkit that really like works well for you and lean on your tools versus like treating this as something that has to be generic or has to cover all the bases. And you get to play around with it. From launch to launch, you might find that you need a different mixture of things, but as long as you have something, and I recommend like putting this all in a Google Doc or having like a notes app on your phone or even just spending some time when you're in pre-launch planning to like map out what these activities are gonna be so that you don't have to make the decision in real time when you're in your launch. And that way when the launch is actually happening and you notice yourself going into a mindset spiral, having some doubts, nervous system starts to feel like it's shutting down, you can just go to your kit and just pull out the tool versus having to decide what you're gonna do to make yourself feel better. So it's like the self is always like, go check my self-care kit, go check my self-care kit, okay? So this is a really powerful thing that you can do internally during a launch. The other thing I think that's connected but a little bit separate is just choosing what you wanna pay attention to during your launch. And I think this is, the mindset piece that a lot of people forget because our brains are patterned to look for certain things right and depending on you know what stage of business you're at what experiences you've had in your life before business the patterns that your brain runs on are going to be very different right so choosing what you want to pay attention to is such a helpful way of being intentional about what you're feeding your brain and we all know that brains tend to have a negative bias right we like give a lot more weight to, to negative things, to things that are problems to be solved, and we give them more value, right? So our brains take up more space, more energy doing that. So part of the repatterning that we have to do is like creating new evidence for things. So choosing what you wanna pay attention to during your launch might be like, I'm not gonna just let my brain go to the end result, right? Cause then your brain will always focus on being short of the end result. Let's say you wanna fill 10 spots in a program, right? Your brain will constantly be measuring and benchmarking based on that end goal. So what you really want to do here is go, what am I going to choose to pay attention to? Maybe I'm choosing to pay attention to the people who are sending me buying cues. Okay. I'm going to pay attention to people watching my stories. I'm going to pay attention to people clicking on my emails and I'm going to pay attention to the conversations that I'm having in the DMs. So you really want to decide like, what are you going to pay attention to that's going to support your intention for that launch, right? So that you can like have a benchmark for yourself that's rooted in something that actually you can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That you can actually like measure yourself against in a positive way and build momentum and create evidence, right? So 
sometimes if this is really new for a client or um, if we're working on an intention that's really different. So earlier I explained like one of your intentions might be you've launched already successfully. This launch you want to replicate the same results with more leaned back energy instead of feeling like you have to go harder to create the same results, right? If that's your intention, what you're going to actually pay attention to is am I able to put out the same amount of content and work less hours, right? You might be paying attention to how much time am I actually spending creating content for my launch. You might choose to pay attention to um, how much free time do I have each day? How much time am I spending on non-business activities, right? So that way you can like measure what actually matters to you in that particular launch and use that as evidence that you're in momentum towards your goal. And sometimes you need to like get more rigid and create an actual evidence bank for this thing. So sometimes if, um, for instance, like I'll have clients who don't have evidence that they get better results when they relax, are in pleasure, enjoy more, right? So we might be coming out of nine to five conditioning or whatever your your employment background was where like when you put more energy and effort and hard work into something, you got bigger and better results. And so when we take that into business, we sometimes hit this point of diminishing returns where we're like putting in so much that the idea of putting in more brings up a lot of resistance and would easily throw us into burnout. So one of the things that we have to start doing is leveraging our energy instead of leveraging our actual input, right? It's not the like quantity of time we're spending or the quantity of things we're doing, but it becomes about the quality of what we're doing. How leveraged is that energy? How leveraged is that input? And it's <laughs> going crazy in the background. Um, how leveraged is that amount of of work that we're putting in, right? Which is gonna be based on how well rested are you? How how much brain space do you have? How much creative energy are you allowing yourself to tap into because you're really well taken care of, right? And so this is come, some of that shift that we make between being employed and being um, in more of an employee mindset, even if we did have leadership experience, we're now transitioning to a more CEO level energy where time and dollars are not correlated necessarily, right, depending on your business model, where input and output are not directly correlated in the same way. And so we've got to like shift the way that we think about what we're paying attention to. Especially, I'm gonna talk about some of the external elements of, of launching peacefully in a second, but like especially when we're talking about pieces of content, right, it's really important to choose to pay attention to the leveragedness over the input of hours or effort because the more we launch in business and the more we launch the same offers over and over, the less manual work we have to do and the more we get to ride the coattails of previous momentum. So it can be a real mindfuck when we're putting in less and we're actually getting more. And it can take a little bit of belief before we actually have evidence that that's gonna work. I'll talk more specifically what that looks like in a second, because I know that can be a little um, nebulous, but I think it's really important to mention that part of the internal work is just choosing what you want to pay attention to and then getting yourself supported around that because we all have human brains. Most minds are impatient. And so it can be really helpful, whether it's coaching support, whether it's another form of support like therapy and accountability buddy, um, a business bestie or even just like someone in your personal life who you want to be accountable to is to 
really have some way that you're holding yourself accountable to someone who can reflect the truth of what's going on for you so that you don't let your brain tell a story that's not true about what's happening there, right? And those are the things that lead to burnout. And we'll talk about burnout at the end of this, but I think like the more our brain is on that it's not working loop, the easier it is to tap into burnout because everything we're doing feels a little bit <laughs> useless, right? We feel like we're putting in input that's not driving in the direction that we want. And that's the kind of energy that leads to burnout versus like healthy hustle. We're putting in energy, but it feels good. It's towards something that we want and it feels worth it. And so that energy exchange that you're getting from your strategy is really important. So internal self internal components to launching peacefully, self-care well-being toolkit that's pre-decided that you can easily reach for, choosing what you want to pay attention to and building an evidence bank or getting yourself well supported so that you actually are choosing the things that you're going to be noticing during your launch so that you don't weaponize your end result against yourself. From the external component, and I think this is where our space gets a little fucked because I really think it is important, especially with a launch model or if you're selling Evergreen one-on-one, having external elements is actually really important to maintaining your long-term peace and not burning out. And I think sometimes, um, I think possibly like when I first got started in the space slash right before this was, I got online 2019 people started to really emphasize and need to speak to the mindset work, the internal work, the energetics that were so key to success because people were focusing so much on the roadmap and practical steps. I feel like one of the other things that's kind of started to become a little imbalanced now is people are talking so much about the mindset and the energetics and the internal things and the beliefs that they're saying that the strategy is unimportant and I think that can really do us a disservice because then we make ourselves hella wrong for not thinking the right thoughts and we make our results about what we're not doing or believing internally. And so I think it's really important to bring some of the practical external elements into the picture. Again, it's a really delicate balance between the internal and the external uh, supports that we're giving ourselves that come together and give you this more harmonious feeling during your launch. So I want to talk about that from a strategy perspective, especially because, you know, I, I was a launch consultant for years. Um, I really know what goes into the strategy and I think it's so important to personalize the strategy and adapt it to you and your business. But I still think strategy is a really important element of achieving this peace and the sustainability of launching over and over again. So in terms of a strategy, right, I know sometimes the word strategy can feel really activating, but uh, strategy really is just like having a action plan for how you're going to market and share about your offer, right? So like, how am I planning to talk about this? Where am I sharing it? How am I sharing it? What am I saying? Those are like all the marketing bucket, right? Knowing what your sales process is. So what steps do people need to take from being interested in my offer to actually participating in my offer and becoming a paying client, right? What does that sales process look like? Being really clear on what is my sales process and having a strategy for that. It might be something very simple like um, my sales process is that all my content invites people to hop on a call with me. From the call, I send them a follow-up email with uh, with a link to get started, right? That might be my sales process. 
your sales process might be more robust, especially if you have um, a group container or a course, right? And it might be like, I share this content, right? They get on a wait list from the wait list. I send a payment link, they pay the payment, and then I onboard them, right? Like whatever that process is, you just want to be really clear on like, what are the steps that people need to take between being interested in what I'm offering and actually participating and joining my offer? So uh, a sales strategy, a sales process is another piece that's really important. The last thing, which is the, the part I think that is um, most useful if this is not your first time launching, right, is having systems and processes for managing the execution of your launch. So this part in terms of systems and processes is really about um, making pre-decisions in advance. So it might be like knowing what your conversion event is in advance and having systems and processes for um, how you're sending out reminders for that. It might mean one of the easiest places for most entrepreneurs to be able to leverage a system or process in terms of launching is content. Being able to batch write content, repurpose content, and really take the majority of sales and promotional content off their plate during a live launch so that they're not so overwhelmed. Because the truth is that like, unless you have a really like paid advertising heavy model, most of us are marketing through organic means, right? We're putting content on social media, we've got an email list, podcasts, right? Somewhere where people are opting into our content, we're sharing value and inviting and selling to them that way. Because of that, right, our, our launch strategy is going to be very dependent on content. And you don't want to have to force yourself to produce a bunch of content when you're also in a space that's going to have you feeling vulnerable, emotionally activated, and like, yeah, you're just holding a lot of different emotional, um, emotional ranges during a launch. And so it's really important to take as many of the things that can be done off of your plate not in the sense of like, I'm going to now make myself go crazy trying to prep for the launch, right? Because that's a, that's a sneaky way that we can avoid that. But it's almost like, how do I put myself in the best position so that when I'm live launching, when I'm actually in the selling process, right, I am, I have the emotional capacity and the mental capacity to deal with some of the internal stuff that's coming up, or some of the like, practical, like, holding someone through an objection, having conversations uh, with prospective clients, right? I have space for that because my baseline processes are on systems and they're automated, right? They're automated or I know exactly what I need to do. There's a system or process for it. So I think content is just such an easy one that you get to take off your plate, whether you're in live launch mode or you're on an evergreen booking out your one-on-one -on -one system, right? This could look like batch writing promotional posts for the month and repurposing those over and over again so you don't have to like create a new sales post every week right that way that ensures that you're selling all the time that ensures that your sales content is getting out there and it also ensures that you have the bandwidth to think about other things like showing up for the calls um like doing personal outreach versus like man managing that uh individual posts going out so these are really easy ways to free up your time, it could mean automating some welcome emails if you're doing a conversion event, right? It could mean um, having like a calendar, a calendar link that automates reminders for people to show up on calls. It might mean having follow-up templates for people after they join you for a call, right? So like having systems and processes 
are such another beautiful way to take some of that decision fatigue away, right? We talked about like the self-care and well-being toolkit being a really helpful way to get the internal piece on pre-decision mode. I think systems and processes is almost like the alternative version of that when it comes to the more structured aspects and the internal things that we need. I mean, not internal, the external things that we need to do during a launch. These are the things that support pre-deciding so that you can remove some of that real-time decision fatigue. And pre-deciding is going to be your secret weapon during <laughs> during a launch or selling process, right? Pre-decisions, they're just going to be revolutionary because they're going to give you so much mental space and they're going to give you way more creative energy, which is what, what's going to stave off burnout and keep you in flow and in the process and devotion of actually selling out and booking out your program. So real quick, right? So we've got like a couple of different tools for internal and external. I just want to talk about what it looks like to burn out because I think, I think that this is something that's a hot topic these days, but it's also not fully talked about enough in terms of like, what is the trade-off? I think we can just go so quickly into autopilot and default mode that we don't always prioritize things like peace and feeling good because our brain just doesn't have a clear pathway to seeing that as a thing that gets us the result, right? And so I think it's really helpful to think about like burnout as this thing that can happen when there's almost like a perceived uneven exchange of input versus output. And I have a whole audio note about like value exchange and energy exchange. And if this is something that really fascinates you, I invite you to head to the link in my bio after this live and um, you can sign up for free to get the private podcast. And it's the episode on energy and value exchange. I really talk about the importance of like feeling like what's going in and what's coming out is feeling good to you. It's feeling reciprocal. And I think burnout uh, especially around launching and in business is like you feel like you're pouring so much in and you're getting not a lot out. That's the kind of energy that that leads to burnout. And so what we're really trying to do here is manage how we're feeling about like encouraging ourselves, holding ourselves emotionally through the process so that discouragement and disappointment are not outweighing the other things, right? The good stuff. And they're also the individual doubts, the individual discouragements and moments of disappointment during a launch or in the process of booking out your one-on-one are not becoming so powerful that they hold, um, they hold sway over our future outcomes, right? I think that's where we can get really tripped up as we start to project so far into the future where this launch and the results from this launch mean something about what's possible after the launch, mean something that's possible for our next launch after that, right? And so that's where we can fall into a trap. And that's why it's so important to kind of lock into these internal and external tools to really keep yourself well during a launch, because this is the thing that will lead to burnout is the discouragement starts to stack over the effort that you're putting in. The disappointment starts to become really intense. Right. And like discouragement and moments of disappointment are absolutely valid. They're absolutely normal to come up during a launch. Right. But I think it's the way that we're relating to those, the meaning that we're putting on it and how much power it's really holding over our future outcomes 
that affects whether we're going to tap into that element of burnout. And then with burnout, right, our our burnout symptoms are really a result of like managing our nervous systems, emotional regulation. And so that's why I think it's so important to think about um, burnout and launching peacefully from this lens of how do I remove as much decision fatigue as possible, knowing that my nervous system is going to be a little fragile, knowing that it's possible that I might experience some dysregulation, right? How do I give myself the best possible chance at regulation, at peace, at harmony during this launch? And a lot of that comes from removing some of the stress and pressure, removing the level of pressure around these micro things that I can do in advance so that the things that I have to process in real time, I actually have the capacity and space to process in real time, right? And so that's what can keep your nervous system at a nice, like, cool level so that you're not hitting burnout in terms of like mental exhaustion and burnout or physical sensations of burnout, which is really what can get overwhelming and cause you to want to, you know, shut it all down and kind of say, fuck it, this is not worth it. And those are the things that we want to allow yourself a chance not to experience so that you can stay in your business long enough to see those results stack over time. When we put a lot of pressure on one single launch on the timeline at which we book out, that's where we start to get into those spirals with ourselves of feeling like it's not worth it or starting to feel resentment and questioning it. And that's when we start to tap out. So the more we can keep ourselves counting the things that are building momentum, counting the things that we do value, the more we're keeping ourselves in that process long enough for us to see the results compound, right? And so this is a long game. Uh, Good news, bad news. Good news is that almost anyone can do this with persistence, with commitment and devotion, right? It doesn't take you to be a super special unicorn to be able to work these. Like the strategies and practices that I just shared are not super like uh, intricate. They're not super complex. Like almost anyone watching this will be able to take these elements and run with them and apply them in their own way. But the part that gets really tough is really like doing the internal work to stay in it. And so I think it's just helpful as a reminder, launching is hard shit. It's especially hard if you're doing it for the first time, give yourself some space to be a human, to have human reactions and put the systems and processes in place to support you in being a human so that you have the space to process that without burning out. And that's what's going to lead to a more peaceful experience when launching. And that's what's going to take the intensity off of it every launch. Because when you have a, a less activating launch, you're more willing to launch again and launch again. And the more that you do that, the more you practice these tools, the easier it gets to move through it, the less intense your thoughts are around doubt, discouragement, disappointment, the less frequent you'll also find yourself probably dipping into those those mindset spirals, right? And so it all just stacks with practice. And these are the things that are going to let you be even open to practicing, if that makes sense. So that's all I've got for y'all today. And I will talk to y'all soon. Bye, y'all. 
Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci, and I will see you all next time.